Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends. That's the wrong episode. <laughs> that was episode 21. Leave that in. It's all in. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends. The wait is over. The time is now. The place is like our oval scoreboard. Welcome to the 2018 SBF podcast draft. I don't think it's an understatement when I say this may well be the most important draft we've ever seen. I'm the biggest tiger. An ex-player myself, I was an excellent prop stand in, uh, in the Balmain State. We have a huge audience on tonight's, uh, here tonight. Hi. As, as the 36 franchises get ready to select, get ready to select their futures right now. Before we really get into it, I'd like to thank the production team, Uncle Tim from Who CLA, and Mr. Merchandise from Pen Pen and Pencil State, Urban Cowboy, for their work behind the scenes. We are now ready for our first draft pick. The Rando Rabbits are selecting a slim athlete with a big motor in her mouth. She has recently awarded the Eye Roller of the Year Award. The Rando Select Pack Picanti. Here is your cap. Just hold your New Jersey. Look at the photo for your photo. Great. And with the 199th draft pick selected by the Dust Bucket Bin Chickens, he is a wide set water boy who looks more like he'll be used as a grass roller than a human. The bin chicken select Miguel Chubb Sanchez. <laughs> our views are our own, so the commissioner of the SBF should should ignore us today because we aren't talking anything. Uh, we aren't taking anything that we say back. Not a quarterback. Not a halfback. <laughs> not a running back. Nothing. Hooray! Uh, good job. That. that was way more than Miguel. Seemed to undulate between Australia. That was way more than six sentences. What's the beer we're drinking? We're drinking the fat charmer, not just the charmer, so I'll read it. Yeah, yeah. get in. Yeah. <laughs> so the charmer. She's a wayward stitch up. As it's normal. always wayward. Yeah. Very excellent That's beer. Good. And excellent people came with a note Yeah, I'd like to mention. Uh, charmer is an India red ale style boasting a rich malty Oof. backbone from a mixture of biscuit, roasted and caramel malts. It's bursting with fresh hop aroma from a truckload of American Aussie and Kiwi hops in no less than five hop additions. To me, that means nothing. The pine (laughs) and herbal notes add to a clean and refreshing finish in this well-balanced beer, which pairs especially nicely with red meats. So who's on the barbecue? She does have a big, um, she does have a big richness to her. It's a good, it's a good one. American Mm. hops I heard in there as well. So my accent kind of notes. Does work. (laughs) And a note to those driving, it's 6 to 0.5 to 8.5%, somewhere (laughs) in that ballpark. So yeah. Uh, Picanti, I know you're not a big fan of beers generally. How's this one going down? Um, it's surprisingly good considering how dark it is. Yes. I thought dark. it would be um, a lot less drinkable yes. for me. But no, it's good. And often when you're drinking one of these, it's fine if it's your first one. But because you've already been on the ciders, it's harder to get Yes. Back. And I mean, the first wayward beer that I had today was kiwi and pineapple. Yes. Which was probably the opposite to this, to this beer. Yes. Yeah, but it's still good. And it tasted, that was so crazy fruity. Yeah. Uh, speaking of crazy and fruity, how was your weekend, Miguel? It's crazy and fruity. Uh, <laughs> got pretty crazy and fruity with <coughs> Ratley last night at, at, a, at, at a different brewery, you know, mm-hmm. at Young Henry's. Um, got pretty out of hand in the end, so yep. feeling fairly shade wizard uh, this morning. Yeah, great. And throughout the day and pretty much now, up until now. <laughs> up until this beautiful wayward drop to take the edge off. Picants, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Yeah. What did you do this weekend? Oh, I did very little, but I did take my car in to get fixed. Okay. Scratched up the whole side door and dented Oof. the front bumper and 
made a big mess of it. Into this a was not once. the time that Miguel borrowed your car. We no, that, but no, it was. Uh, we were parking at the beach a few weekends ago, and Miguel Oof. was mm, was guiding me into a spot, and I hit the tow bar of the car in front of me. Ah, so that was it. one. That was one. Uh, yeah. He'll be getting my invoice, don't worry. But they gave me. <laughs> it will they be gave me <laughs> a beautiful four door uh, Holden Rodeo. Ooh. Yes, and when you get in, it smells exactly how you would imagine it to smell, and oh. it's been. I drive hell. a Holden, and I know that smell, and it's really beautiful. It's um, it's like it's <laughs> a, it's a lot to say the least. Yeah, so I've got that for the next week. Was that your insurance company that sorted that out for you? Uh, no, it was my panel beetle. Okay. Nice. Yeah, and it's got. Uh, I think it's their just their work car because the original one they wanted to give me was a manual, and I couldn't uh, drive it. Was like a little Yaris, but manual, yeah. and I couldn't drive it. So they were like, just take this one, but it has like all of the signage down the side of it. Yeah. So Oof. it looks like I'm driving a panel. Cool. Hmm. It sucks to How be was it. your weekend? Uh, I did fuck all. I've been trying to catch up with the all those Avenger movies, Marvel, Marvel something, so that I can then. All right, go you big nerds. <laughs> so I can then go <laughs> and <laughs> I can then go and see the new movie that came out and everyone's talking about. So I'm trying to. Do you know what it's called? Yeah, it's called Infinity Wars. Oh, Infinity Wars. <laughs> Infinity Wars. Because Infinite because Wars. they have stones in it. One of them was in a guy's head that I watched the other night. And he spoiler alert stuff out of his things. No, this was an old one, the Summer of Ultron. Did Still you watch that film? The Ultron one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I did just see a tweet that was like, if I go to watch that movie in the cinema, will it matter if I've only seen seventeen of the prior movies? Oh <laughs> What an excellent tweet. Yeah. Far out. I'm only watching three. Cool. <laughs> oh my god. And all your supporters turning up. Thank you very much. Yeah, bruh! So mine uh, this week is the most beautiful tiger and her never-ending support of me and Rugby League because, I mean, as you can tell, I do a review on all of these games and so that means that I sit down and watch all of these games and then spend time writing about it and looking on Twitter about all of them and that poor lady is sitting there politely waiting patiently for me to look at her again and give her any kind of attention, so she's incredible. And also Mitch the Geo, at Mitch the Geo, tweeted it perfectly accidentally for me where he tweeted, random shout-out to my wife, She's hot and she puts up with me. Most importantly, <laughs> she's not on Twitter to see me gronking off. And I completely agree. So thanks, Mitch, for articulating that perfectly for me. Miguel, what are you doing for a thank you? I'm <clears throat> um, thanking... I didn't do it last week, so I'm thanking Mr. M- uh, Mr. Tim for filling in the week oh, prior. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> and I feel, nice better about, I feel better about doing it now because you're actually here, so I can look you in the eye and yeah. say thanks, Chief. And also NFL Network for... This whole off-season draft included, but not limited to, making NFL still one of the most exciting things to watch, regardless of the fact that there's no games being played. Currently. Yeah, I mean, I, I was so excited that while watching it, for no re- what day was it? Thursday or something? It just, it's everywhere. And if I you, was sitting there watching, I was just like, I've got to do the intro about this. I'd already written a joke, and I was just like, no, nah, I'm doing a stupid thing. Yeah, so and they just cover shit in the off-season. If you follow them on any kind of social media, particularly Facebook, it's just, you know, it's always there. And yeah. I love it. So thanks. And any thanks from you? Yes, I will thank. <laughs> I do. Sure. sure. Uh, I will thank the source because we oh, recently yeah. went away oh, to the Philippines and she made my trip extremely enjoyable and right. easy and lovely. And I will thank you guys for having me here. Uh, and you. also, for anyone playing along at home, the source is the same lady who had a 30th a few weeks mm. ago, the birthday. That, yeah, that when the tigers beat the storm for the. <laughs> Oof, yeah, good remembering. The first time. Mm. 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 No, I can't remember. No, oh, I think second. it was the second, was the second time? Second. Yeah. yeah. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. That's one of my proudest sound bites. (laughs) 
Now, um, Picanza, I know you watched a lot of it because you were all over Twitter all weekend, so that's exciting for me. So, so throw in or shout at me anytime you want. Yeah, thank God for jet lag because I just lived right. on the couch watching football. It's great. Perfect. And also, Miguel, you're going to gronk off in oh, anything anyway, so don't worry about it. This whole podcast is dedicated to gronking. <laughs> Wednesday. And that's an unusual day, but it's Anzac Day. So Wednesday, oh, yeah. Chicken Town Money versus the Commies at the Ghosts of Football Pass. <laughs> that's a Sydney cricket ground, by the way. Oh, amazing. Uh, well, the best wow. attacking team in the... <laughs> And the best attacking team in the comp scored in their first cent. The Chow charged Hunt on last. He chose to run instead of kick. And, of course, all the commies are happy backing him up. Widdop gets the ball, kicks. White Ribbon Day missed it, which is great because fuck that guy. And Nene McDonald scored less than a minute in. It was 6-0. Oof. It was so mm. exciting. Now, that's amazing by itself, but particularly delicious if you consider all the shit that we heard in the media the week before about how the money was so great at defending against the Oons, where really the Oons were shit, they got scored against immediately. So suck mm. the losers. Around the 20-minute mark, the money had about three or four sets in the red zone. They went sideline to sideline. It didn't look too bad, but couldn't get over the stripe. Amazingly, the Dragons, during this five minutes of sustained pressure only gave away two penalties. So instead of being lazy and not trusting their Dean, like doing heaps of penalties and waiting for them to finally stitch it up, they only gave away two. Uh, with 10 left to go in the first half, the money were in the red zone again. This time Tedesco kicked across field and White Ribbon Day missed it and missed a massive try scoring opportunity. Just for anyone, do, do we remember who White Ribbon Day is? Yeah, the human testicle. Yeah, great. <laughs> Um, most I mean, testicles of, are human, but I mean, yeah. his head is a testicle. <laughs> yes, head is a testicle. Yeah. Most of the first half was played in the commies' half with the money attacking and winning the territory in possession battle, but it somehow felt like the commies were constantly in control. In the last two minutes, the money threw a wild pass that hit the ground. Nightingale from the commies scooped it up and ran 60 metres. In ensuring set, Ben Buckhunter Buck Hunt, uh, stepped through the line and scored under the posts. Half ended 12-2. to two. Second half starting and Tarek Sims answered the age-old question, who is my favourite, or sorry, second favourite Sims? Obviously, Ryan Sims is everyone's favourite Sims because of her amazing tackling technique. But Tarek's uh, tackle on the money's last, he ran, sorry, Tarek on the money's last tackle raced out and absolutely flattened Kronk, ironed him out and then stuffed the dry cleaning bill back down his shirt. Then, minutes later, he ran out uh, on a powerful line off Widdop, close to the line, and scored for the commies. 30 minutes left, and the money finally used their fast play the balls to not just make metres, but converted it into points. Jake, no friends, <laughs> passes passed it back inside <laughs> to Tedesco, who broke the line and found Geary, who then kicked to Latrell Tower, who scored... 18 to 8. 10 to go in the commies, had some repeat sets on the trial and eventually found extra numbers to the left with Old McDonald scoring a double. Game ended and the score was 24-8. Oh, bing, 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 bing. Oh, we should keep points. <laughs> a, uh, someone keep points, yes. Because the best Pat's was... winning, no phone stitcher. <laughs> um, Miguel yeah, and I watched this at the Tinder. pub on Anzac okay. Day and it was in second half and yeah. it was I don't like, it was 18-8 and yeah. he goes... Oh, but Roosters still have a chance to come back. And there was about four minutes left to go. And also, with about two minutes left to go, he's yeah. like, oh, wait, is this the second half? Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> no, I do actually remember that. Yeah. Oh, wait, H2, that's second half. Nene McDonald's second try is the one where he looks like he was dropping it and then the bunker said it was fine and then everybody else. Yeah. 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 Sorry, there's it. a third Sims, that? isn't there? Corbin Sims? There's more than that. There's Tarek Corbin and Brendan. 
Mm. <laughs> another crazy name, Ruan yeah. Tarakin. Anyway, there is another one. Yeah. Great. Um, and he plays, I think, maybe for Toronto, which might be oh. why we don't know him. Yeah. No, he plays in the NRL. No, the other one. The one that's oh, I can't the, the, the mystery. One band. plays for the Broncos, one plays for the Dragons. Yeah. All right, Tim, do your job. Confirm that. Yeah. Uncle Tim, tell us what the Sims brothers. <laughs> fucking on the on yeah. the ball, Chief. Picanti gets another point just for that. <laughs> He's fucking searched this up for me. Now, what did you think? Of, did you think that was a try or not? I can't remember. No. Yeah, great. Good chap. And yeah, uh, this game was like city country, by the way, with like eight potentials up for grabs yeah. for origin spots. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, the Dragons are filled with old mates and heaps of them look excellent. Mm-hmm. The money has a bunch like yeah. White Ribbon White Day, Ribbon Day and 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 also Cordner and the Tower. Yeah, but he's the captain, so you'd feel like Cordner's yeah. pretty but incumbent. But is he the captain? But, well, yeah. I think so. Yeah. He was the captain. I think again he will be. I'm the captain now. Uh, <laughs> I'm the chief. <laughs> so, yeah, the, I mean, the money have a whole bunch that should be walk-ons, but that look shit out. So. Yeah, Even I, Kronk. I mean, surely yeah. Queensland sticks with him, but he's not looking great. So Cordner and Kronk will get a pass, presumably. Because yeah, it's, of one of those, it's one of those loyalty things where you're like, we know that they're better than this, and it's just yeah. being. Longer for number one, Matt. Mm. I'm not mm. there yet, but yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, Tedesco's got a big question mark as well. Anyway, at hungry, uh, sorry, at uncle <laughs> underscore hair. How the fuck do you get <laughs> that? <laughs> I don't know. After getting bashed, but it's probably weight with nine point ten percent. It's not my bad reading every week. Surely. After getting bashed Surely by New Zealand, after getting bashed by New Zealand on Friday night, flying back. To on Saturday, only having one training session before a huge game day, chuffed with our result. Still lots of room for improvement, but today was about the grind. Tick, hash red V. Oh, right. At Falcon Punch 89, I think I've seen more post whining about the bunker than Rooster's attack being a steaming turd. And that's mm. they're talking about that stupid Nana McDonald thing that really didn't matter if he scored or not, but, yeah, that's what people looked at. Yeah. At Ron Strad- Stradamus 1, Fun fact, despite spending $2 million on Crunk and Tedesco, the <laughs> Roosters are struggling to score tries. They have scored four tries in three weeks. Wow, Oof. really? That's an interesting statistic. Mm, thanks, Matt. At Hammers, H4MMERZ, oh, legend. it's fitting that a team wearing France's colours would give up an attack. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so poignant. Historical Very, day. Yeah. on Anzac wow. Day. <laughs> At the NRL Roast. If I drank a shot for every Roosters fan I saw at today's game, I'd be completely sober. <laughs> at Devonhead, Blake's upset being touched in the face. How do you think that girl he inappropriate tu- mm. inappropriately touched felt? Yeah. Yes. Loving that tweet. Hash White Ribbon Day. At Bradford, no, at Brad Fogarty, 95, Ben Hunt has had a better career in eight rounds for St. George than his whole time at Brisbane. Excellent point. I completely agree. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we good? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also sucked in Easts. Storm versus Circus <laughs> at at the Madiera. Storm started well with another great wide running winger kicking back inside. They're loving that play. Yeah, yeah. that's a big. And I love watching it. Let's be real. They could do it on both sides as well. Yeah. It seems Adokar and um, fucking Vunavalu. Vunavalu, yeah. They were um, doing it exceptionally well last week. Riley Jack scored off it due to his backing up on both side uh, on the inside. The sad thing about how great it is. The, the storms are doing that backing up on the inside is you can see Kronk still trying to do that crap at the Roosters. Yeah. Mm. But no one's doing it with no him. No one's there with him. Sucked in. Shouldn't have moved. Uh, <laughs> after 15 minutes, the storms um, had driven their way back down the field and threw big forwards doing quick play of the balls. Storms did a sweeping play to the left. Munster put it on the toe. 
And when a play broke down, the lumbering Storm's second rower, Ryan Hoffman, scooped up the ball and scored again. Again, demonstrating that the Storm's players never give up on a play. Three minutes later, and this is a... Three minutes later, the following set after they'd scored, Monster puts his forwards through a huge hole. And on the try line, Welch went over without being touched. Embarrassingly... The clowns had really taken over the circus. Yeah, thank you. I'm pushing <laughs> all the And the storm scored again on the following set. Spread it wide and got through some tired circus defense. Addo Carr ran 30 meters and passed back into, yeah, that kid. It was 24 nil after 22 minutes. Then, like it was a goddamn under-16s game where one team turns up with less players and the, and the ones that turned up are drunk or high, yeah. they scored again <laughs> in the following set. <laughs> And in refereeing, we call this a 200-meter game. It's where you run 100 meters as they go and score. They score. They kick a conversion. You run the 100 meters back for the kickoff. They then kick off, and you run that 100 meters again through that set for them to score again. Is oh, it's the worst. No, because it's 200 meters per points. Per points. Is how we Lord, describe yes. it. Thanks. I also had that same question, but thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> Would we say thanks? <laughs> they scored four tries without letting the circus touch the ball. Mercifully... There was a couple of sets without the Storm scoring until the 32nd minute when the Fox broke the line, scooting from dummy half uh, from the 20-metre line and then outran three tacklers to score in the corner. Storms kept in front of the clock 36 points to 32 minutes. I mean, they were versing the That's clock, they're not the, not the Warriors anymore. It's not like they're beating the space either. No. Storms, I think, were thinking about the scoreboard versus the clock because in the 38th minute, they took a two-point penalty when they're up 36 yeah. points. Anyway, so they made it 38 points after 33 minutes. But unfortunately, Smith took so long to kick that bloody goal that that was the end of the half. So it ended 38 with 40 minutes. Yeah. Thanks for nothing, Smith. The circus had been smashed, but I thought they had been good enough this year that they could still probably score 40 or put on a bunch of points. And they started really well, finally scoring inside the first five minutes of the second half. And by simply finding numbers out wide, two of us to check, then... Out of some excellent footwork, because he has the best left foot step in the game, broke the line. They then put on some more sustained pressure, and having a number of repeat sets in the red zone, they then, after 10 minutes, scored again in the second half. And by then, they'd had 82% of possession just in that, wow. yeah. in that the second, second half. half. It's a strong start. And almost all of it down Melbourne's end. Eventually, though, the circus couldn't keep juggling the balls and dropped one. <laughs> in fact, the clowns looked really... Uh, uh, sorry, in fact, the clowns looked to really be enjoying the juggling and dropping act. And as any time the circus looked like they were just about to build towards any kind of points, someone would drop it. After 20 minutes of juggling practice, they finally held it again. As Fusatua scored in the corner, it was 38 to 10 and the circus were finally building. Didn't look like they were going to win by then. To building build, to nothing. Yeah. Building to like not looking horrible. Mm. In the last 10 minutes, the Storms did that Storms thing where they all pushed together. And when someone gets half a break, there's four people there backing up. And Riley Jacks scored near the post, which sadly brought up the half century for the Storms. I say sadly because I didn't want to see that nice team like the Circus getting pumped unless it was by the Tigers. If the Storms schooled Manly or Brisbane like that, I would have you know, found that a lot more palatable. Yes. Without Way looking at phones, what was the score? 50 to 10. 10. What do we think? I think Pat was first. The point each, isn't it? Oh. Surely. It's wuss bet. Miguel? A, a point each? Yeah, half a point each. the best, so he gets to choose. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's the best? I think it was... Say it again. 50-10. No, it was 
Michael then. Yeah. So, oh! and also, did we come up with The Sims? He but... won't get any other one, no. so it's fine. What, what, what exactly am I looking up? <laughs> Forget about it. Who the, who the other? No, no. Who the other what Sims was and where here? he plays? <laughs> the third Sims that we don't know. Are you just watching this? Are you just watching the screensaver? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's one of them. It's, it's the one. It's the blue one. one. The blue one. The this is the terrible radio. This one. No. That's Rowan. Then the guy. Guy. Yeah. Please do. At Mercer. At Mercer. At Mercer. Warriors tonight. Best we forget. Yes. Best. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. That was well great. Played. At bearded underscore raider. Just watch the replay of the at storms versus at warriors. Isn't it great to see Melbourne playing a great football and smiling? At shit, no one says. Oh. <laughs> and he knows it because he added them and he added sports best friends and he knows I'm always going to read those ones. Actually. At Pythagon, at Pythagon NRL. No, Pythago NRL. Damn it. <laughs> Pythago <laughs> NRL. Good on the Warriors going six tackles without conceding any points. <laughs> at Carl's Carla, this game has put my old man to sleep. Can't blame him. Nobody wants to watch the Storm put 40 on anyone. And at V8 Tiger, here's hoping the Warriors' confidence stay low for a good 11 days. because they are yeah. playing, What's next round? They're playing oh. us. Playing the Tigers. Ashton Sims, Eric Sims and Corbin Sims and yeah. Rowan Sims. Thanks. And I know Mario Siegs is blowing up in his car right now because he knew that 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, Athletes Foot versus Horse Lodge at Withdrawal Stadium. First five minutes looked really good for both teams. On the seventh minute, though, Adam Reynolds kicked through to the Big Mac Jack for the Lodge, missed it, and Cody Walker scored. The Lodge's first points, and we call him Big Mac Jack, by the way, because Jack Bird actually ate a lot of McDonald's over preseason. It's not even a joke. McDonald's really? is, McDonald's is their major sponsor. I didn't understand all of those tweets that were going through. The Everyone Broncos. was saying, like, if he could just hold it like he held a Big Mac, yeah. it would have been Yeah, because the Broncos get a ah, limit per day up, yeah. card. They're allowed to go and get oh. free McDonald's. <laughs> it makes zero sense. Oh my. <laughs> anyway, so. During preseason. That's how you During put on the mask. During everything. Yeah. Amazing. Talk about a perk from your workplace. But... <laughs> yeah, but you've got to, it, except for your workplaces except... don't put any weight on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> your workplace is being an elite athlete. Yeah. Whoop. yeah McDonald's is food of the champ. Mm, true. The Lodge's first points came in the 15th minute with some enterprising football, running it on last on the 50-minute line and then shifting the ball around, keeping it alive. The Burgess brothers, without Sam, looked like they were having a really good game and they made lots of metres, lots of quick play the balls. The chef was then scooting and making more metres while causing disorganisation in the Lodge's defence. That push with Reynolds' kicking game meant the Bunnies ended up with the lead after 30 minutes. Horse Lodge did get another chance over the line, but it was held up. They went in the sheds, though, 12 to 6, and the game looked like it could be anyone's. Now, you really need to, like, mathematical this because you know Picanti knows the score as a Rabbits fan. No, I know the score. Already. Okay, you're just going to wait for me to... You're yeah. just going to say it when it Can you, like, wink at me before you're about to say it <laughs> so I can waiting. get it? We're lying in Can wait. I say it now? Toes started the second half by giving away a lot of penalties down their end of the field, and the Lodge focused on scoring a try <laughs> rather than taking an easy two. Nicarima used his blistering speed to break the line and level the game. Up 14 to 12 with 20 to go, the Lodge scored again through, through Oates, making an easy line break and running 30 metres to score. Although it was a good individual effort, it was a shocking sign for the Toes falling asleep briefly. Briefly? Well, at that time. Oh. As if it wasn't bad enough. <laughs> Some salty cracker. Well, fuck. Just like typical South's game. <laughs> Cannot, cannot. Kill. We've played three 80-minute games and the rest have all been... Fire up in a minute. I'm sorry. 
As if, because I want you to fire up. You're going to get your chance to fire, please. As if, I'm just not very good at reading, so let me keep going. Until I'm, I'm on a roll. As if that wasn't bad enough for Toast supporters and Picanti, the Lodge put on some sustained line pressure and in the 17th minute, with 17 minutes to go, they found an easy points fire a kick for James Roberts. With seven minutes to go and down by 10, the Toes were attacking the line but looked disorganised and without energy. However, Walker did find Sutton on a short ball to get him over the line. Five minutes left and four points behind and it was exciting ending. One in which I hoped Inglis would do some kind of weird, amazing queensland S thing to win it. Instead, Darius had a the Queensland luck with him and he turned a bouncing ball into a 60-metre run. Toes did have at last a real at, at in the end a last real opportunity to win, but it was squashed by Sam Thighs for days. Mm. That's good. I Thanks. Like that. Yeah, that's strong. <laughs> yes. Final English. score. Twenty twenty four. Oh no! Oh. Got it. Oh. Yeah. Can we stop saying my name, please? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a tie. I don't really. No, it's not a tie. Miguel's winning. No, 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 because no, no. you got an extra point for saying something great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Roasting Timber. <laughs> um, and launch. Three, two, no, well, one. Picanti. Yeah, well, I mean, I was talking to my father about this mm-hmm. on uh, Saturday. Father. My father. <laughs> yeah. Like dad. We've had three 80-minute games and the rest has been like 30 to 40-minute yeah. games. We cannot play the second half at all. And then even... No, we just can't. And you could see it when Sutton scored that last try. Yeah. He scored it. Everyone ran over to hug him and he just ducked out of the try and was like, no, like we don't have time to do this right yeah, now. We yeah, need yeah. to get back in line. We have mm. four minutes left on the clock. Yeah, yeah. And everyone was just so wrapped up in like, we scored this try. And he's like, we're still yeah. behind. Still he was behind, the only yeah. one. We really miss Sam and the energy. Mm. And Sutton was one of the only ones bringing any kind of like focus on the win. It was bad, and then at the end... A good it, way to keep Sam, though, would be for him to stop doing the bullshit <laughs> things that, like, suspend him. Well, <laughs> Like, yes. murdering people? Or? Like, yeah, well, twice twice in eight games mm. he has been on report for high tackles, so mm. I completely agree with you. Mm. And it's shit, but... And then at the end, and you're like, oh, Inglis is going to do something excellent here, yeah. and then he passes to Thide, yeah. and you're like, oh, that yeah. was... Yeah, that was our last set of the match, and that's... That was the end. Yeah. Similarly, I tweeted similarly to when he kicked his field goal when we were two down. And you're like, that was a really shit option and you had so many other things to choose from and you decided to do that. He did make that kick. He made the kick, yeah, and we lost by one. So (laughs) thank you so much. (laughs) Have you got anything to say about this Miguel thighs for days? No. (laughs) I've got thighs for days, but no. At Mark RP85, Cody Walker. Looks more cooked than Paul Walker at the moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> too, too soon. I, mean, I disagree. Years, I still think Cody Walker was excellent. Sorry. I think Paul, it was just a good joke. I'm not even sure. It was a great Cody joke, but that. like, if you actually watch the game, it was excellent. So sorry, whoever you are. At Mark RP85. Don't tweet in when Pat's on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Have a... Can you stop saying my name? <laughs> Get one back. <laughs> at Michael JF69. Seriously, he's a... Dragon supporter, by the way. Seriously, at Todd underscore Greenberg. It's round eight and fans are still booing Matt Lodge. When are you going to do something? His continued participation shows all your words about domestic violence and respecting women are hollow. And I love that he added Todd in that. Thanks, mate. Right. Yeah, that's a powerful tweet. Now get ready for at one tiger underscore. (laughs) Death. Yeah. Death, taxes, oats owning souths. Three things that uh, yep. for sure in life. And then he's come up with another excellent tweet straight afterwards. At one at Tiger underscore. 
I don't want to put any pressure on future immortal Payne Haas tonight, but geez, I'm looking forward to his debut. Did you hear about it's that? It's all they could talk oh about the whole. Oh my gosh, Haas is on. Look how tall he is. Look, Look how, how big, big he is. is. Oh I know. <laughs> and no, do you know throughout every other round they were like, he's Haas big. He's as big as Haas. Oh, like the really? whole way through the rest yeah, of the round, yeah. it was like he was the comparative to the largest person yeah. on earth. It sounded a lot like. Um, softcore porn where the girl's like, <laughs> it was so big. I've never seen anyone as big as that. Look oh how my like, God. he's only 18. First game yeah. on Taboo. Oh my God. Like, Are you only 18 and you're that big? Ooh, imagine just, what he ugh. could do later. Ooh. <laughs> oh no. Fat. <laughs> At Pat Picanti gets a, gets a tweet. Oh, I was about to say, you're not quoting me because I'm here. It's surprising <laughs> that Channel 9 commentators don't agree with what's on the, with the on-field or the bunkers decision. Yeah. At NRL shit, no one says. <laughs> <laughs> At Trent Slats, imagine letting 2018 Darius Boyd run 70 metres after fielding a kick. Ooh. Oof. That's your rabbitos, mate. Look, I know. Friday the Dirty... I mean, I'm not going to throw too much shit at you. I just lost. Friday the Dirty Birds and the Sandy Castles at the Bad Bet. <gasps> Fucking KB never wrote to me, I just realised. Oh. It's two in a row. Again, teams. two in a row. He's, he's dead. What would he say? He's Both actually... No, he didn't. Let's make it up. <laughs> Both teams went... That could be. Yeah. Both teams went over in the first 20 minutes and were nearly the exact same plays, but both times there would be tries were dropped at the goal line. Croker for the Birds' miss try was particularly bad as he had an unmarked man outside him and threw a dummy looking for the glory. The Sandys try that didn't work. Uh, was with Ponga doing one of those excellent line-breaking things, getting over the stripe, but somehow the fast turbo raked the ball out with centimetres uh, before the ground. Sandys did score first, though, and Pong continued his current horrible poor-kicking statistics. Birds looked uh, the better side, though, despite DCE's acting, a DCE looking like an absolute tool because he was so grubby and in tackles and kneeing people and yeah. ended up eye-gouging a bloke. Like, yeah. actually... Yeah, they did, yeah. and they they uh, they put it on report, I think, and then they, they reviewed did, it yeah. later, and they were like, "No, it's fine." It's inconclusive. And I've watched evidence. it. I've watched it like five or six times. I'm like, it, he, "There's no way to say he Nothing didn't do that." No, yeah. like it happened anyway. And I just don't understand. Ask the bloke. Did the guy put fingers in your eyes? <laughs> and he, yeah, did. he did. He was rubbing his right eye yeah. for. He set minutes. up going like, "What was she?" It's a manoeuvre usually reserved for rugby union. Yeah, that and stomping and they used to play together. So maybe he was just like, "Oh, it's okay." Super don't best worry. friends or something. I don't know. <laughs> we used to do it all the time. <laughs> Uh, and eventually, uh, with the birds playing well despite DCE, they were um, rewarded with some points. This came off Appy Coruscant kicking early in the set, and Dylan Havachat Walker got the ball first. <laughs> birds continued to dominate, and Sandys lost their patience and discipline and had a forward sent off. Dirty Birds refused to take advantage of the opportunity, though, dropping the ball and giving away penalties, which soaked up time and prevented them from affecting. Uh, you would have had any... no idea anyone was binned. Yeah. No yeah, idea. Good point. They wasted it. The half ended 6-4 to four and was very much up for grabs. Dirty Bird scored immediately to start the second half and dominated for the following 20 minutes. Marty All-Arms to Powell is so down on form. His statistics in this were huge. He made heaps of metres and blah, blah, blah. But his runs are excellent and then he gets heaps of contact metres, which are great, and then sometimes gets an incredible offload. Or his biceps somehow get in the way of his fingers and he drops it. And he, I feel like he's one for one at the moment. Anyway, yeah. I do love the bloke and I hope he gets the errors out of his game. So even with the dominating play, the birds kept getting frustrated by errors and couldn't turn um, them into points. But were 10 up. Sandy, 
however, finally got back in the wrestle through Slade Griffin. And if that's not a porn star or athlete name, that's I don't not know what it is. No, that's like a fake Slade name. Slade Griffin. That's one of the penultimate yep. ones. Oof. Who's had an excellent game, uh, excellent year so far for Sandy as their hooker pushed over and leveled it up. Luckily, to counterbalance to Powell's errors, two dads, Sean Kenny Dow, had just as many important errors in his horrible game. Both teams played fairly evenly for the next 15 minutes while the game waited to see which field, field, which fullback would win it for their team. And it was the Sandys Pong who turned up. Yeah. I don't know the score. And I was going to say 12-18, but I it don't is think 12, it is 12-18. Oh, we said it first. Is it? <laughs> so we can just jump in at any point. I'm just going to jump in at the I start. I felt like the... it was, but it didn't match up with what you were saying. I was getting so confused. Nah, okay, great. That's a terrible read from me then. Hey, uh, <laughs> this Twitter, this tweets uh, one tweet and then it responds to that tweet. So great. stay with me. And I loved, I've never done that before, but it, was, it works well. At Mr. Barjas. The 6 p.m. time Sick slot. Name. Yeah. Thanks, Bargy is his name as well. <laughs> yes. The 6 p.m. time slot is so stupid. If your fans are shit, mm. have <laughs> shit fans. Yeah, that's right. And then at Super Grover 4 re- responded, shit fans at a shit ground of a shit team dribbling shit from their shit captain and can't find their shit CEO anywhere after ignoring their shit coach and getting shit faced and getting on the shit after playing like shit. Is that in the character limit? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, It yeah. also sounds like Limp Bizkit fucking up the town. <laughs> <laughs> Down old and shuckly. Yeah, drop a beat behind so that. So much craziness. Get this groove on. At the Mitch the Geo, rugby league is so much more enjoyable when you support a team that has a genuine chance to win each game. Hash three spoons. Hash Dark Knight Rises. Hash no spoons here. Hash love to hate manly. Hash I'm trying, to, I'm trying too hard with the hashes. <laughs> at Sports BFFs. Damn. Yeah, at Alpha Ben RL. I know it's popular, but I'm loving watching the Knights. A game of drama tonight, tighter than a nun's chuff. <laughs> Tommy Turd's grubber at the end was ridiculous. Uh, just put it in there for the word chuff, really. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard that, that word used. It was probably the only game of the round I actually somewhat enjoyed watching. Oh, like, right. I actually thought it was interesting. Yeah. And each and each team could win. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Decent uh, contest, mm. I might say. Good mm. content farming. At Lauren the N. The content farm. Lauren N underscore zero one. Is Ponga just automatically the Knights man of the match every week? Is there really any competition? Oh, I'm sorry. Did we talk about Ponga's headgear coming off and his hair flowing out like Fabio? It was yeah. excellent. Has he got long hair, does he? He has. No, it's like long on top, short on the sides, like typical. But he sort of whipped his headgear off and then just kept on running. Like he took it off himself. Oh. Everyone was like, he's so fast. It flew off. He didn't. He took it off. But he <laughs> he kept running and it was just this hair. Fl- and there were yeah. so many tweets on like, he should never wear his headgear. Like he's amazing. Because the last like 10, 15 minutes when his headgear wasn't on, he was mm. quite excellent. Mm. It he's was always excellent, but I, mean, I, he, I know no, what you no, mean. No, 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 I know, but mean. his kicking yeah. game at the start was... I just can't picture his head without... No, he's got this, like, red, like, hair. sort of red hair. Mm. Like, he's, he's one of those, like, like Maori kids who's, like, quite fair yes. and has red hair, and but it's okay. it's interesting. Mm. Mm. Is he a good-looking guy from a straight I, girl's Yeah, I think he's good-looking. Is he a good-looking guy from a straight guy's perspective? Sure. And, well, you've never seen him, you just said... No, I said I can't imagine... He's never seen his hair. Because he kicks all of Newcastle's goals without his headgear on. So have you ever seen... Newcastle oh, like, pick a goal. I can't, I can't. Oh, McWell's NRL. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's coming out. Oof. At King Levius. Ha 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 Oh, he's a Kiwi fan, by the way. Warriors fan. Right. Ha 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 We got done by 40, but that is that was still more embarrassing. A loss for Manly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. At Brento Shank. I love this football team. I just like that guy. He's just so <laughs> jaded. He was, he was on last year. He was just amped. Like, Shank. Yeah. Which 
I want to see him when they lose. What's at, he like? <laughs> yeah, probably just the same. I loved at Ty Blue. Breaking. Manly have accepted a three-week ban for Justin Hastings following Daily Cherry Evans' eye gouge on former teammate Jamie Brewer. Bure. Uh, I saw that was excellent because he Hastings yeah, got topical. suspended prior. Or well, he got he's been dropped to Reggie's because he. of the whole drama in their club. Mm. Yeah. But then, so this is a topical tweet about that, and how, it's very clever. <laughs> and because the other guy's out, they're thinking of bringing him back Croker in, injured, even though yeah. he's like on outs with such and such. Yeah. Yeah, allegedly. At Hammers again, Manly in the biggest crisis is the sweetest fruit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> yes. At me underscore DC, Braithen Asser just admitted he doesn't miss playing rugby league at all. We don't miss you playing rugby league (laughs) at all either, Braith. Now, if you could piss off and commentate on golf, that would be the icing on the cake. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to do with the game. I just like the time. I agree, though, because the whole time I was watching, I watched a bunch of these games on Fox because of time slots and whatnot. And he's one of the most indecisive commentators I've ever heard. Like, he'll be like, "That, that was clearly forward, or was it? Actually, maybe it wasn't. Actually, it might be. I, I'm not. And he'll literally yeah. say, I'm not sure. You know, oh, thank you so much for that input, yeah, Bryce. Just, like, fuck. Just make a decision. Then Classic Vensitter. Yeah. The Black Panthers versus Oons at the Frozen Oak. Well, at the end of the first half, I was double-checking my notes and the NRL app to make sure it was actually the Oons playing. Did either of you get to see this game? No, nah, I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, They were majestic. They were fast and determined and so much better with their organisation. Mm-hmm. And although it ended 12 to 8 to the dogs, it felt more like 18 to 4. I'm even throwing your red herrings to see if you can catch up. <laughs> trying to scores that weren't real. However, <laughs> even with the great form, T'Challa, which I'm under the impression is the name of the Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen the movie yet, but I'm on, I know <laughs> things T'challa? about culture. <laughs> but I'm seeing it. Anyway, T'Challa. Am I saying it right? I haven't seen it yet. T'Challa? Nope. T'Challa. 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 <laughs> that sounds like the liking. Ma- I think that oh, was the point. That, that was the point. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Arigato. <laughs> anyway, however, <laughs> even with a great form, T'Challa have been. Is that the name of the? No. <laughs> have been so good this year that the game could easily have swayed back their way. So for the second half, a second time that night, the game was super close and entertaining going into the halftime break. Oons started the half with the best defensive set I've seen from any team all year. They kept T'Challa inside the 15-meter line. It was nuts. It was incredible. Unfortunately for the Oons, though, it came to nothing. And, in fact, the Black Panther went down the other end and scored. As captain coach put in the best backyard kick, you'll see chipping on fourth and getting a bounce, which led to points and the lead of 14 to 12. The universe corrected itself in the last 20 minutes as the Oons came up with errors and more potential more and sorry, poor defensive decisions while T'Challa came with some big hits and well-timed passing players and in turn pushed their lead out to eight. In the final part of the game, it was the fucking best. Yeah. Because we had this excellent like go back to the golden, almost as, as close to the golden days of the Biff as we could possibly get in the modern day. A scrum blew up with props throwing frowns and shirt fronting each other. And that's so old school that you begin off scrum and then they the big boys would stand up going, oh, oh smash it, bro. Don't say that about my frown. <laughs> exactly then how it goes down. Scrumble up, big blokes. Then a few big tackles aimed at each other, like the guys who hated each other were like aiming up for the tackles. A few more scrums. Those scrums erupted up into big boys throwing frowns. Then more defensive shots, penalties, scrums. Oh! And then just as the oons looked like they might chuck in one of the cheeky tries and make it a crazy ending... 
Da- uh, oh my god, Guerra. I've already forgotten how to say his name. Guerra. 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 No, it's not Guerra. It what? is. Aiden Guerra. No, it's but it isn't. It's G U E W R A. No, it's W A W H A R E. The Centre for Penrith. Oh, Where? well, then I don't know what you're talking about. Guerra. I'm sure. Put shop, on a tackle. Put on a tackle that was more poetry than violence. Yeah, the huge hit. The one that. Was incredible. Yeah. And has been on every single thing. The WWE hit. Poetry. Yeah, they, Folded they, him in they half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> WWE commentary. Magnificent. Uh, anyway, that's it was magnificent. Yeah, it was Started great. a bunch more shirt fronts, and this time climaxing with Clemmer being sent off, and I mean so, climaxing. Ooh. Ooh, it was so, so excellent. Mm. If anyone was to be simbined, it was Clemmer, and it was amazing. Yes. Dean Wehrer. I'm sure this is the name. W-H-A-R-E. That's what I said. Yeah. How do you say that? Wehrer. Wehrer. It's probably more sound than... Dean Wehrer. Anyway. The guy, if you haven't seen that hit by now and you're listening to this podcast, I'm amazed. Oh, you have to have seen the hit by now. Go and do yourself a favour. Ignore, just go and Google Penrith Centre, massive shot. Penrith, there is no one listening to this that hasn't seen that. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> There's no one listening to this. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Clemmer had a good game. His defence was good and he made metres. He also showed a desire and passion finally and is possibly back uh, mm. In the origin picture, not selected, but possibly back in the I possibilities. The no, I disagree. Yeah. And also, Woods is, looks definitely out of contention for not my team. Incumbent in any way. In fact, all of the oons are out of the picture because they also have Josh Jackson and and like when we were talking about the Roosters and the team dragging them down, the oons is like double of yeah. whatever that was. Like yeah, I don't think I it's even save worthy. I mean, the Morris twins don't look bad if they, but I think they're both no. retired from representative. Maybe re- one of them will get picked. We mm. don't know which one. No, I think they're both retired from. Yeah, we wouldn't know which one. It was. <laughs> yeah, it's they one of them. Played for it's Morris. Doesn't for matter. A few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> uh, Origin picture. Regan Cal- Campbell Gillard or PM Soup, as I like to call him. Campbell Gillard, PM oh, Soup. Go oh. get it, man. Is a real. <laughs> is a real. He's a real hot I don't go- want to get these jokes. <laughs> He's a real hot go for Origin. He's almost definitely in my picture. His facial hair looks great. He played 80 minutes, I think, in as a yeah. prop. He yeah. Incredible. Which is impressive. Facial hair is half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> At Frankie underscore 1987, merge the dogs and Manly, then fold them. <laughs> At, At the I loose like offload, huge win for Penrith. Under the pump after 30 minutes, Edwards injured, clawed their way back into the game. So stoked for the boys. Proud to be a Panther fan tonight. At the P-Doctor. Hey. Oh, boy, who added the podcast. I get back to Australia and switch on the footy to see the cracking tackle by Panthers number four. He's back. He's back from but now he's gone to the top end. He's gone to the Northern Territory. Hash Wowment. What a great hashtag. At O Errol. Holy shit. Every time someone says the game's gone soft, just try and remember how you felt watching that Dean Ware tackle. I told you it was Dean. Mm. That absolutely destroyed That's not us. the name we were confused about. <laughs> <laughs> confused about his well, surname. How do you say Dean? Yeah. <laughs> I said his name was Dean Ware. <laughs> <laughs> that absolutely destroyed us and we're on when we were on the other side of the TV screen. At Joshy Fairburn, imagine not beating a Penrith team with no Cleary, Mansour, Blake, Wallace and Edwards for the majority of the game. How shit must you be fucking the fuck the Bulldogs and their fans? Jesus. Wow. At Joshy Fairburn. It's a little too hateful Thank you. For my liking. At Shunter86, I'm supposed to be watching the Avengers right now, <laughs> but fuck me dead. Thanos isn't going to lay the wood on anyone the way Wera did. Oofed. Yeah. Did I say Thanos right? <laughs> Yay. That was, a, that was a good Possibly. tweet. Possibly. <laughs> Saturday. 
Chi- we didn't do the score. Was it uh, oh, was it fourteen twenty two? Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah, dang girl. Ah, uh, you're welcome. Launching. Saturday the show's eighteen twenty five. Oh, they sh- wish it was eighteen twenty five. Yeah. Shit. The Shitans versus Old Gill at Freedom Furniture. Mm. Now I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling uh, the stadium. What's it actually called? Freedom Furniture. Oh, that. It's called um the one on the Gold Coast. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. Uh, it's, a and, sh- it's a shit company name, isn't it? Yeah. Freedom anyway, I'm calling it Freedom Furniture because it's got so many empty chairs. It looks like they're selling them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The weather certainly wanted this game to be the Perth game of the round. Bryce Costanza Cartwright was playing in the halves for the Shitans and so many of their opportunities fell apart down in the red zone because of him. Now, please make me explain the Are Bryce we- Costanza Cartwright joke to you. Yeah. Why? That can't be someone's name, surely. Yes, because in one of the greatest Seinfeld episodes ever in the Chinese restaurant, he asks, <laughs> he asks, them, he asks the maitre d' if someone's going to call it, please tell me it's for Costanza, and then the guy's shouting, cut right? <laughs> Who's cut yeah. right? I, 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 oh, did anyone call for Costanza? Yes, I called Cartwright. No one answer. I hang up. <laughs> Who's Cartwright? I'm Cartwright. Are we also saying that this is not the Perth round of the round? It's definitely Perth? the Perth game. Yeah, okay, round, great, I'm just great, saying great. the weather also wanted it to be. Okay, I was just checking because. Gill, uh, so Cart- Cartwright was ruining everything for the Shitans. Gill, on the other hand, were being led by the Fonz Townsend, who has such a beautiful head of hair. Like oh, the he's Fonz. excellent. And so we're playing much better wet weather football. They ended the first half 9-2. to two. The second half played out like a kitten finding a mirror for the first team, first time, i.e. looking stupid, doing the exact same thing, like just <laughs> gronking off with each other, as they both busily worked poorly for the same result. With 10 minutes to go, the score was 9-8, to eight, and it was anyone's game. Inspector Moylan and Bryce Costanza both seemed hell-bent on being the 5'8 who ran the ball on last and got held up with it the most, while the Fonz and Ash Taylor were in their own battle to see who could come up with the most confusing kick on last. In the final five minutes, the Shitans looked like they had the ascendancy, making metres easier than the old Gill. They used the momentum to set themselves up to level the game with a drop goal. And with two minutes left, which they got, two minutes left, it was 9 all. two minutes left, Taylor put up an incredible bomb 40 metres out, Shitan's chase was great, and they got the ball and looked like they were just about to score and win. But Bryce Costanza dummied <laughs> and held the ball and then later gave the most terrible offload, losing the ball, the territory, and the game. <laughs> Old Gil hustled... <laughs> <laughs> Old Gil hustled down the other end and the Fonz kicked another drop goal. The final score was... 9-10. Because it was like it was yeah. a soccer score. It was oh, not yeah, a football yeah. score, it was a soccer score. Mm. It was bad. C-Bus Stadium, that's right. C-Bus, yeah. C-Bus. <laughs> C-Bus said that. <laughs> At, well, maybe C-Bus is a better name for it. <laughs> <laughs> C-Bus so Stadium. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, absolutely. At Casey Levanvi. Lenevi, just tell us, Casey, how I should read it, or Miguel can tell me next week. <laughs> I'm so lost as how Cartwright is a better option than LG. Dude is literally the worst halfback I've seen in my life, and I've had Jordan Rankin and Jack Littlejohn in my team. Touche. At Pyth- Pythagon, Pythagon, NRL. No, no, you said it wrong again. Pythago, yeah. Pythago, NRL. Fuck me, dead man. <laughs> Bryce Cartwright. There are no words for the flogging you're going to get for that one. Definitely. At Shaky Day 44, 
Well, we won, and that's all I'm going to say about that game. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Good. At Michael JF69, incredible scenes in the 78th minute at the Titans and Sharks. Dugan nearly lasted eight minutes without an injury. <laughs> <laughs> at Hazy Davy, Andrew Fafita going off like the Sharks have won the grand final after they beat the Titans by one point. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. God love him. Awful, awful. At Ty Blue, locked uh, the Titans and Sharks locked up at Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's a great pun for you. Great TV show for everybody else. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Anyone the score was Nine Nine. I liked it. At Hammers, <laughs> at Hammers, Roosters Dogs was the worst game ever. Titans and Sharks. Hold my cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love to hold my beard joke. We good? Yeah. Yep. Cows and clap. At the wet towel, wow, was this game a breath of fresh air after the Gill game. Cows played all over Canberra but could only muster. The cows could only yeah. muster. Yeah. One try. That's a good one. A like classic that. Thurston short ball to Cooper play where Cooper walked over the try line without being touched. Cows continued to dominate but the clap got their own try through a big papa, big papali smurf <laughs> barging over the post. They both had opportunities to score throughout the half that were called back um, due to the bunker, due to the bunker. So the scores at the end of the half were six all. Ironically, the score was not indicative of the domination the cows had had. Yet for most of the second half, the game was really even between both of them. But the scores were never even. Mm. So when the or, yeah scores were even, game was being dominated. When the scores weren't even, it was even weird. But <clears throat> finally, with ten minutes to go, the cows got back into back in control unconvincingly, like when you go to a Chinese restaurant and someone's like, I'll order for everyone, which is great. But then like the first thing they order is chicken dumplings and you're like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. you're still in control, but I'm not convinced. <laughs> Unfortunately, in control with chicken ooh, dumplings. Gross. Unfortunately, as the game dictated, as the cows started to take control, it meant that the clap scored. Mm. Cows kept plugging along but just couldn't hold the ball. And so the score ended. 18-8. Game. Can we just close the game? Close the game. Because wow. I can't cuts. actually remember what the Tigers score was. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I can muster it up. Oi! Yeah, master that. <laughs> Utterly brilliant joke. At Jason NRL, great defensive effort from the Raiders tonight. 372 tackles made, 91.4 effective tackle percentage. The Cowboys spent just under 20 minutes inside the Raiders' 20 metre line. Which is huge. Love a good statistic. Yeah. At Russell W. Ayers, knock the bunker all you like, but the process worked just fine and does most of the time. Try not to get too hyped over the occasional mistake. Mm. Thanks, yeah. Russell. That's my thing with Sage. the bunker is people are like, oh, the refs are missing all of these calls. And then when the refs go to the bunker to like confirm their calls, yeah. people get pissed off. Yeah. In fact, Cannot win. Vossi, who is easily my favourite main caller at the moment, did that in, we were looking at a bunker call. He was like, oh, geez, I'd just rather them come up with something than we have to wait for all this. And but then you, 25 minutes later. They came up we, with something. We didn't look at something. And they were just yeah, like, right. you think that they'd check that? And I was like, oh, uh, you, you yeah, Like you in, can't hey. win. It's yeah. super annoying. You have to be consistent in what you're saying. And he's he's still the best. But that one, I was just like, <laughs> come on, champion. At Feral 611. Fuck yeah, Raiders. Broken the Townsville drought. The defense was brilliant tonight, even if the game was a bit scrappy. They hadn't mm. won there since 2006. Wow. Wow. Weird. Another stat. Yeah, that was just off the top of my head. At Paul Munners, or Mannings is his real name, but it's P P Munners is his at thing. There's a couple of letters in there for sure. It's easy to support a team 
Uh, it's easy to support a team win after win and finals appearance after finals appearance. It's when they're down in the dumps that you really need to support. Now isn't the time to be bagging them. Get behind them because they will be hurting. Which Riding team are they Cowboys. talking about? He's talking about the Cowboys. Oh, that's surprising. Good on him. Mm. <sighs> 22-24. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. No, that's not fair. It's got to be a win. Sunday, <laughs> Paramatasala versus the Mighty West Tigers at Withdrawal Stadium. Ape. Uh, look, I've got a few things that I'll quickly read. They looked like... Our, Please do. This was our least disciplined half of football this year, in particularly in the first half, but we're only down by two, which was great. If Bevan French had scored that try against any other team, I'd be frothing over it, but he did it against us so he can go fuck himself. We played better in the second half, but our discipline still let us down because they scored every time we gave away a penalty, and that... Considering we're a better team than them, well, I mean, I still think we're a better team than them. It's that was You'd disappointing. Be right, I think. Yeah. You'd be right. What do you think? Yeah, lots of penalties. Mm. It seemed like they had a lot of trouble catching the ball to begin with. Right. Miguel and I were saying in the car too, like the stats were super, super even, except that the missed tackle Mistackles, count was yeah. fucked. Like it was like twenty-five to forty-six or something. Right. Ridiculous. So defense was surprisingly looking not amazing. Mm. Which is weird because I feel like that's been their their mainstay of at least the start of the season was. It's what they were holding. That's the main thing. They weren't conceding any tries. Like it was like, oh, amazing. No one can get through them. And in Mm. this game, I thought they were getting through them. We've lost three games all of them by by two points. Which is great though. And that's what my dad was saying to me about Souths as well. Same thing. Mm. Like the losses that we've had have all been super close. So you have to take something away from that. It's the silver lining, but still, I mean, it's... Yeah, they're in games to the end of the moment. And also you've beaten them already once this season. That also stings. Like it's not a new team you haven't played Well, it stings also because they were coming like dead last and hadn't won a game. Like that's painful. Like (gasps) you should be But I mean, even if you're playing a team that's coming last, if you haven't played them in the season, I mean, there might be something about their game that... Yeah, of course. No, 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 of course. Like... Mm. It does remind me, though, I think someone told me that if the Parramatta won today, it means the Oons are actually on the bottom of the table, and so that's kind of fun. Yeah. You get them silver linings. That's great. You're fucking sure. clutching at straws there. Fun. Yeah. Suck a wet It'd be interesting yeah. to see what happens when um, Lolo comes back and where where Corey Thompson goes. Yeah, what happens in the entire back line? Because or Noff, does he go yeah, back does to Noff lose? Like... Does, does Mahe lose? Was Mahe good enough today to, to He made a lot spot? of errors, I feel like. He's he strong, was equally he's as good as he was bad yeah. mm. in yeah. this game. Well, he did the offload to yeah. Benji he for did, that try. He did a lot of good things Might've and he forward, made some yeah. errors as well and some bad. He, he did like, exactly, Ooh. unfortunately, what everyone thought he would do. It would be excellent in attack and then it was shit in defence. Yeah. Which is what you said at the start of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like undisciplined almost to me a little yeah. bit. Because that, that time where we we had that excellent defensive set that they ended up finishing, Parrot finished on their 30, they kicked to us. So we started on our 40 and it was three or four minutes to go. And then we pushed all the way down the other end of the field and then tackled them. We kicked and then tackled them in first tackle and then Mahe stripped it out, giving yeah. them, picking back in them out of the thing. Oh, that was yeah, frustrating. Yeah, I'm not sold on that. I'm sold on his mullet, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Definitely Great sold hack. on that. <laughs> Playing. Maybe not. I mean... And how about Moses with his flick pass while, well, no, was just trying to take yeah. it. Well, yeah. Well, it was, mm. it, looked, it was probably flat, but it was as flat as the pass that got called forward. Yeah. From Tigers, whichever that was. Oh, I just the also one, meant that was Moses that was, was, yeah, no, 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 everything you said is great, but Moses but did a flick pass while Brooks was trying to tackle him. So, I mean, if I lived with a guy and I did that to him, I would like print it out and just put it like in the fridge or in weird places. <laughs> so he like goes to get a fresh towel. It's just like me doing that to him again <laughs> everywhere he goes. <laughs> and there's a part of me that kind of hopes that Moses does that. Anyway, at Patty Still 17, 
Ball just wasn't bouncing our way tonight. Stupid errors at the worst times. Don't recall us getting a penalty in the second half either. Could just be my shit memory though. Following the typical Tigers pattern of winning a few and dropping off. Mm. At Tigers NRL. We I didn't said that before, didn't I? Mm. Yeah. We didn't deserve that one. Discipline not good enough. Thoughts? Thoughts? Fanua. I don't know, I couldn't say his name. Fanua didn't make a lot of impact, but tried really hard and a good try assist. Brooks and Thompson were great. Wish Benji would stop kicking early in sets. Yeah, he yeah. kicked on third. Yeah. At some point in the no, game. No, twice in a row. Twice, yeah. Yeah, two sets in a row. Takes me back to 2006 when it was when it rarely benefited us. Hmm, interesting point. At one eye Tiger underscore, when we lose it by and only by two points. No, when we lose it, it's only by two points. I need another beer. I feel you, buddy. He needs another two points is what he needs. At Sea <laughs> <laughs> at at Eagle Spur, you feel that? The air is getting cooler. The days are getting shorter and the leaves are falling from the trees. Yes, my friends, it's that time of the annual tigers. It's that time for the annual tigers decline. <laughs> it's a lot of sad truths. It's <laughs> depressing as hell. He also did a hashtag that I refuse to ever say or read uh, or type. And then I think the last tweet. I must know. Really curious. I must know what it is. It's exactly like the, his tweet. At Cast Tiger, been down for two weeks in a row. Been down for two weeks in a row now. Disappointing drops against teams we should be beating. Thought Benji's random early kicks were a bad sign with 25 minutes to go. Yeah. Some poor decisions against us, but poor discipline from Madalino and Fanua cost us more. He's also TigerCast, by the way, is a excellent podcast for anyone who likes West Tiger stuff because it's just him and the mic and Tigers. Very good. But did you just look something up to tell me something? No, no, no. No, you're just geeing yourself up. Just checking the score that I, I already things. correctly nailed. And uh, <laughs> and you, you finish with with football? Yeah. Yep. You're finished. I'm not. <laughs> Got the tears still. I love sports. Miguel, what's happening in Ramble? Okay, I got a, quite a few notes here, actually. It's quite exciting towards the end of the season. One of the favourite things I love about the football season is promotion and relegation and how that right. ends up playing out. Because as you may or may not know, there's a bunch of leagues. Teams constantly go up and down depending on their performance. So it looks like at the moment... The teams that are in the relegation battle, so those going down from the Premier League to the Championship between uh, West Ham, um, Huddersfield, Swansea, Southampton, Stoke, West Bromwich Albion. And there's seven points that separate those six teams. So at this point with like, I think it's two or three rounds left of play, pretty much anything can happen. It's looking like West Bromwich Albion will go down, which is tough for them because they've been in the Premier League for quite a long time. Oof. And West Ham should stay up unless... Um, something major happens. The interesting thing is we were discussing before about like finals soccer, you know, in the wake of the A-League and oh, Sydney yeah. getting kicked out. Is it, this is where it becomes like almost mathematical. And so a team staying up or going down depends on other teams' performances. So it's not just their own yeah. performance anymore. Um, it looks like from the championship that Wolverhampton are going to come up and that's a big thing for them. They were in the Premier League probably five, six years ago and they haven't been in... Wolverhampton? Yeah, the Wolves, yeah. Oh. Uh, Cardiff and Fulham and Aston Villa are also in that list. And, and Aston Villa to, to like a lay person in soccer would probably be a team that you would associate with being in the Premier League. Yeah. But they've been in the championship for, I think, two years now. So they're probably going to come up. I think Wolves are pretty much 
guaranteed a spot. They've got 10 points on anyone in the ladder. So you The Wolverines just... sound great. I'm, I'm <laughs> they're, they're not even called the Wolverines, <laughs> but the Wolverines. they fucking should be, right? <laughs> There's a chance. At the top of the table, so United, Liverpool, Tottenham and Chelsea all in the mix for a top four finish. Um, Chelsea are fifth, just two points from fourth. So they're... they're you get two points for a win, right? Three points. Oof, they're really yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's eight points between United, who are second, and Chelsea, who are fifth. So Ooh. equally close in that respect. And I think there's a lot of jostling going around there. And similarly, those results or their finishes will be based on other teams performing or not performing, as the case may be. Arsenal in sixth, nine points adrift of Chelsea. So Damn that's it. where the gap widens. Oh. So you've gone from... From, from fifth to sixth. Yeah, so wow. from fifth to sixth, there's a nine-point gap. And so we barely cling on to that. We're still three points ahead of Burnley. Damn it. That's so sandwich still looking like it's mine. And I looked at the the fixtures. So uh, Tottenham seem to have the easiest run. They've got no big games, quote unquote. I mean, they still lose them mm. for sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, but everyone else has got a big one. So we play United tomorrow morning at 1.30 and Chelsea will play Liverpool. So they're each, each team. And Ooh. I'm also rejecting Manchester City, even factoring into this conversation. Yeah, at the yeah. Moment. Um, so they still have a big game to play, which will, will be pretty interesting. European Cup, so I talked last week about Champions League and Europa Liverpool. League. Liverpool beat Roma 5-2 <gasps> Holy the crap. first leg. So on At home or in Rome? Uh, I don't actually know. I, I, I'm Good host. research. Well, <laughs> it's Liverpool. I mean, it's, I'm limited in the amount of resources that are going to go into it. But that's great for them because it's two legs. It's an aggregate score. So to be 5-2 two up. Two legs? What do they normally play on? Fucking You fire it up, Oh, welcome. So look, Waldo's chuffed about that. Um, and I think Real Madrid beat Bayern in the first leg 2-1. We drew with uh, Atletico Madrid in the Europa oh. League, one all, which is a reasonable start. And I think I said last week I didn't think that we would yep. even come close to doing anything with those guys. Um, so the second leg will be pretty interesting to see. I feel like Liverpool are definitely going to be in the in the final, which would be yep. excellent for them. Um, like I said last week, whether or not they win it is a, probably a you know, remains to be seen, obviously, but I can't see them beating one of those two teams that, yeah, that yeah. will see them there. And so the manager thing, a lot of rumours still flying around Ooh. about who's going to be Wenger's replacement. I've done actually a bit of reading and there's a lot of interesting stuff about... I don't gonna, believe you. I'm just going <laughs> to bleed on a little bit here. So Alex Ferguson retired from Manchester United a few years ago. True. They replaced him with David Moyes and subsequently Louis van Gaal, both very respected managers in their in their legs like David Moyes came from Everton but that pretty much sunk their ship so they went from being a winning team and then I think the season after he left they finished sixth or seventh Mm. and so kind of shows to me that like maybe going for a a, you know a manager that seems great is not an excellent idea for them like Arsenal have got very little wiggle room in terms of where they can go from where they are like they're a middling team now if they make the wrong choice, if they go even lower than that, like that's Oof. that's bad for them. Like yeah, United yeah, yeah. went from sort of first to sixth, but imagine Arsenal going from sixth to I don't know tenth or twelfth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it begs the question: what kind of manager they're looking for? So I mentioned last week Brendan Rodgers, um, but there's been a lot of speculation about do they bring in like an ex-player like Thierry Henry or Patrick Vieira, who uh. have managed it. I know Patrick Vieira manages in the United States, like the MLS. Do they get someone like that who's played at the club before and might know a bit more about what they want? Do they get someone who's like a mid, mid-level mid manager but shows promise, a.k.a. Brendan Rodgers? And and David Moyes would have been the equivalent of that for United. Yep. Or do they get someone who is a quote-unquote superstar? There's names like Carlo Ancelotti, uh, Joe Ancelotti. That's a dish. 
Hey, Ancelotti. <laughs> I've eaten Ancelotti. What's his name? So I can wow. tag it up with him. Mm. Maria um, Spaghetti. But interesting, like, yeah, do they go with like what they think is going to be a superstar manager? Mm. And, and or do they go with like an ex-player or somewhere in the middle that they Pat, think? what do you think? If you were going to make that decision, do you do the up-and-coming one, the already superstar, or the ex-player? I would do the up-and-coming one. Yeah, I'd also so do the up-and-coming Yeah, and, and so for me, Brendan Rodgers is that guy. Like, he's managed oh. Liverpool before, almost won the league, and then spectacularly crashed and burned the following season. I think that's probably, to me, probably their best bet. I mean, Brendan Rodgers is not my favourite person for the job, mm. but I think super coaches, just because they've done really well somewhere, doesn't necessarily translate. I think it's too risky to take an ex-player with not mm. very much. I mean, yeah. you can definitely put them into the setup somehow if you mm. really want mm. their expertise, but I don't think they can be the top person. No. And like an up-and-coming person, the only way is For up. them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a superstar player like either has to yeah. sit there, which is not mm. proven to work so much, or go down. Absolutely, so, yeah. And the, and the thing for Arsenal is that their last manager was a fucking diamond in the rough pick. Like Arsene right. Wenger managed in Japan mm. 22 oh. years ago. So you can imagine soccer's not very popular there. They haven't had to think about this for yeah. such a long time. Mm. And I think now it's going to be a really tough choice. Who for is them the to make. dude who I think is Spanish who has now like managed every team and has won everything? Mourinho. Is he? Oh, a... no, no. Pep Guardiola. No, I did mean Mourinho. Oh, but Mourinho manages United now. Yeah. Yeah. And is he like up for a possible. No, no, no. He's sort of brought in. He's, he's the guy that brought Manchester United back from their huge dip after right. Sir Alex. Yeah. He's very volatile. Not sure he's. Arsenal's man. Because right. he also seems to Even stay somewhere. I don't know much about it, but he seems to stay somewhere for only about five years and then wins whatever he can with that team and then moves. Is that, yeah. Am I reading that right? Oh, he's been at, yeah, like he, he moves on. Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. And he's, but he wins stuff and moves on. He does, yeah. Like he's been at Real Madrid, he's won stuff. He was at Chelsea and he won stuff. Yeah. United, he's won stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Moving on. Let's do this. What's been wowing us this week? Go, Pat. Oh, great. I have... Um, Remove the journal. <laughs> I have a notebook. I'm an investigative yeah. journalist. I'm the opposite of Uncle Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Super prepared. Unnecessary zing. Yeah. Since I'm filling in for the pee doctor, I thought I would go something slightly more obscure. Mm-hmm. So I have gone for the paralyzed man who walked the London Marathon in 36 hours. So he... Wow. Yeah. Can we go back a second here? <laughs> yeah. So his name is Simon, Simon Kindley Sides, and he has an inoperable brain tumour. He's paralysed from the brain... From the brain, from the brain down. Nope. He's paralysed from the waist down, and he wore an exoskeleton. And he somehow, yeah, I didn't do very much research, as you can see from my notebook, so I don't exactly know how the exoskeleton worked, but he wore this exoskeleton and I saw photos of it. Yeah, he walked more than like 70 or 80% of it, which is to be expected. I would probably do the same and I'm not paralyzed, so that's hectic. Um, And it was a 40-mile marathon, which is 64 Then those things they hook up to like your nerve endings, like if you're you're an amputee and, and the... The like signal from your nerves causes like causes it to move to move, to yeah. move. yeah so like reads the signals like from your brain controlling it mm. it's like... no 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 he's controlling it through his brain 
Imagine Roman <laughs> just walking for a you. Don comes and grabs it. No, <laughs> and he it was amazing because he wanted to complete it in thirty seven hours and he did it in thirty six. So oh, yeah. yeah, it was really cool. That's impressive. So that's, that's my wow moment. That's a Excellent huge wow moment. moment. You only did one, so it's not that much like the not doctor. that much like the pay doctor, but he did uh, uh, four, I think, on Twitter. So yeah. feel free Sorry, to I can tack onto that. There was also a marathon runner in in London. This is classic, you though. So classic McLaughlin. That in your wow moment. Collapsed. But. Collapsed after the marathon. Like, I'm not denying that it's a long way to run or walk or do whatever. In the 23 degree heat, the heat wave. <laughs> like, the heat. They blamed the heat. The oh, heat. Really? And it's 23 degrees. Wow. The heat wave makes it slightly more pathetic, although you're saying it so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> ironic. I can sit, sit down, chief. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, the P Doctor did have a bunch of wowments, but we're deliberately not reading them because we put them in the bin. Sucked in, surely. Uh, do you want to do your official one? Yeah, so I'm doing Jordan Mylata, who was the Australian Rugby League player that's just been drafted in the NFL. Pretty impressive, um, particularly because he's the first Rugby League player to be drafted. Uh, from, from what club? South Sydney Rab- oh. Rabbitohs, Chief <laughs> Rabbit Rabbit Toes. Um, I mean, Jared Haynes, the last person that we can all remember, and one of the only ones, but he was not. In drafted. the draft process. Mm. So teams didn't sit down and look at his tape. Drafted as a defensive tackle, but he's never played a single game of NFL. So they're picking this person based off uh, his, like... Um, Potential. Dimensions mm. as a human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And his his workout. So he's six foot eight and weighs 160 kilos. Yeah, same. So, and if you watch some of his rugby league tape, like he's fucking people up on yeah. the reg. Um Interesting, he did a pro day, so he wasn't at the combine, which is that thing we've talked about where they do workouts. But if you were to take his times from his pro day and compare them to combine, it would have put him in the top 10 Oof. for people the same position as him, like, you know, uh, training in the same way. So I think he'll probably make the practice squad, which is exciting. Will he play? Probably not. Um, but I also think there's a lot less spotlight surrounding him mm. in this team. And so may perform better than Jared Hayne. Like I remember Jared Hayne pretty much galvanized an entire country to, <laughs> to watch a sport yeah. for the first time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a lot of pressure. He's also a high profile player. I think yeah. this guy could probably quietly do something. Reasonably well. But it'd be interesting to see how he... Like NBA players now, you often don't know how many Australians are there until all of a sudden they're making a push in the yeah, final series. Exactly and I thought, right. these six people... Because I think we've got three at the moment in there yeah. doing stuff. You're like, I mean, there are a lot the of hell? Australians in the NFL, but they're all kickers. Or punters. Yeah, and so, they're often AFL players. Yeah, or well, there's, there's an academy in Melbourne that trains people who, who were in the AFL and couldn't make it to kick and go and play in the yeah, NFL. Wow. So, I mean, it's exciting to see a player in a different different position. Yeah. And also, as uh, Pat and I were saying at the pub, when he, if and when he doesn't work in the NFL, every rugby league team will be chomping at a bit to try and get at him for publicity and because yeah. he's an absolute unit. Yeah, so. absolutely right. Mine, speaking of American sports, mine is LeBron James in game five against the Pacers. This guy in the third quarter did the entire, did like scored pretty much all the points through being a big body in the paint, like driving and putting himself through a lane and doing layups, scored and like 20 something points in that quarter. So then the Pacers then put heaps of bodies in there to stop that, which then meant that the Cavaliers could do heaps of threes and score points through that. They got up by 10, which looked great for them because the series at the time was to all, but then the Pacers, because they're not a shit team, came back yeah. and were leveled with five or six seconds to go. LeBron tried to do a LeBron thing where he was driving and driving underneath the post, looking to do an excellent layup and win, but bounced, lost the ball and went out. And everyone was like, what the hell? It's so un-LeBron-y. Yeah. Pacers like, cool, let's take this opportunity. Got down the other end. 
That was when it was five seconds ago. I'm so sorry. Got down the other end. They went for a layup to win the game. And LeBron came out of nowhere, rejected the bloke from behind. After he just made that thing, most yeah. people would be in the shit like, yeah, fuck yeah. what I'm going to do next game. Fuck no. I'm going to take this next five seconds. Rejects the guy from behind. Collects the rebound. Calls a timeout. Cavs go down the other end with their timeout. He gets free with two and a half seconds to go. They give him the ball and fading away, 30 centimeters oh away already from the three-point line. Drills the three-point. His only three-point of the game. Wow. Goes up three to two. Unbelievable. Like, we talk about being stressed out in an NRL game, but the stuff that can happen within, like, three seconds you need, in an NBA game is insane. You yeah. need that zero point, If you have anything less than 0.4 of a second, you, you can can't do get a shot off. Well, yeah, yeah. So if you call a timeout with anything more than 0.4, you have an so. opportunity to score. And it's well, depending nuts. on the scoreline. Well, oh, Sorry, yeah, to, to score. score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And so yeah, if you yeah. only need a particular thing to score, it's nuts. Uh, and that's oh, NBA is great when shit like that happens. Yeah, so that yeah, amazing. Cool. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hawk. Eagle hawk time. I'm going to keep going. You do that. This is from Fox Sports. AFL chief executive Gillen McLo- uh, McLaughlin says the league has no problem with hush money being paid to sexual harassment victims as long as it helps resolve the issue. <laughs> Fremantle hit the headlines earlier this month when it was reported an official made a secret payment to a junior staffer to settle an alleged sexual harassment complaint. The AFL's integrity unit invested the harassment claim and found no further action was needed. The Fremantle af- official at the centre of the storm has, renamed an- has remained anonymous. Mm-hmm. The murky issue of the harassment payment has raised was raised with McLaughlin in front of media in Perth on Friday. So already that's super shit. And the mm-hmm. way that yeah, that's that's now, everyone's now looking at it is it's okay to sexually harass people. And as long as you pay them. As long as they get paid yeah, and everything's fine. Because they're looking at that as the main issue. Mm. They're like, we just want to resolve the case. That, anyway. and, and as long as the person gets money, they'll be fine. Yeah. Is also how that looks like. Oh, it's yeah, really like if you have a problem, we'll just pay for it. Now we're like even. But it undersells yeah. the like the the consequences of that happening yeah. to someone by saying that money will make this better. Hundred percent. Here's but, where it gets even murkier. Earlier this week, Port Adelaide President David Koch slammed the AFL over its Sam Koch. Power mm. Pepper Sam Powell Pepper investigation. Koch said that Power Pepper was a victim of the AFL's attempt to rebuild its reputation with women following the resignation of league executives Simon Leth- Lethian and Richard Simkus over their affairs with junior colleagues. Pal Pepper was slammed with a three-match three match, three match ban over his late-night drunken behaviour, which the AFL said also included engaging in inappropriate contact with a female. Koch accused the AFL of railroading a kid and trying to rebuild their reputation, the AFL's reputation. McLaughlin said that there was no bad blood between him, the AFL, and Port Adelaide for handling the investigation. So the, this story is about how they're paying people who are sex, who allegedly have been sexually harassed. And at the same time, the people from Perth are shitty because a guy got a three-band... Yeah. Three-match ban. Because he... Indecently, well, inappropriately contacted, made contact with a female. So surely, three matches is what you get if you do the wrong thing in the rules of a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you head exactly. high, guy, you get a three game. Yeah, you do something potentially illegal, and I didn't look up what the thing is because it's not actually my job. Because here's my next point. Can I come back to that? Yeah, I didn't look up what it is. I'm assuming it's actually illegal, and that's why this whole thing's got a thing around it, or else I should have. And and so some other things should happen outside of AFL, and, but including AFL. And My least favorite thing about that whole 
statement was how often, because I read something similar with that coach person, mm. and he how often he said unfortunate. Like it was, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And it's unfortunate for the like victim an and the person that yeah. they're complaining. He said, it's unfortunate for the complainant and the person they're complaining about. Mm. And you're like, it's not unfortunate in equal stances to both of those people. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Like mm. it, And also unfortunate like connotes like feelings of like accidentally yeah. happened, which is from my Holy understanding, shit. not not correct. It was not an accidental thing. And the fact that this dude's really shitty that the AFL's trying to repair its how how women are dealt with in the AFL by banning people should not be this story shouldn't be about how that guy's angry. It should be about mm. how stupid this guy is for being angry. Absolutely. That the AFL's trying to the whole that. tone of the article was wrong. So I didn't I said before that it included engaging in an inappropriate contact with females with a female and I said I didn't do research to find out. However, why the fuck isn't this on every fucking newspaper exactly. in the country if this was an NRL thing where it was even alleged? Like you want to change how you interact with women but you're not publicising exactly what happened. Or And the Sydney or, media or Melbourne media are also really same, happy to ignore this. Give it the until, same coverage, yeah. Here's an interesting tweet by at Behind the Green 9. AFL CEO says it's sweet to touch up chicks if you pay them. A-League coach... <laughs> A-League coach runs onto a field in a semi-final, grabs the opposition player and punches them. Daily Telegraph tomorrow, Bunker makes a wrong call, NRL in crisis. Yeah, very true. And that's an excellent yeah, that, um, that thing about, about, unfortunately. Yeah, very true. That was what I'm watching. But it's watching just like any, any code. I mean, nothing, nothing draws the attention that NRL does. Mm. And granted, there's a bunch of grubs that play the game. But I would argue there's the same amount of grubs in A-League, yep. AFL, Super Rugby, just... The media doesn't seem to give them as much attention. But even in the same sense, we're whinging about bunker calls when we could be whinging about Lodge or Ferguson or any of those actual big issues within the NRL. That's true. We do Mm. whinge about Lodge a lot on here and Ferguson. Well, we do, but it's faded out of the media a lot. Uh, Miguel, what are you looking at? Uh, NFL draft. So Rutley was pretty keen about that last week. Um, Probably the highlight of the off-season for um, NFL fans, if Mm -hmm. if you're an NFL fan. Um, and a shout out to people that don't get picked in the draft first off. Like you, know, yeah, you hear right. about all these people that get pretty much their dream job being picked in the first or second round. There are players that go to the draft and never get a phone call and leave empty handed for want of a better word, become a free agent, but it's very difficult for them to get into a team because they've not played any NFL football. So mm, it's, mm. it's quite sad, but, uh, number one pick was Baker Mayfield who we discussed last week. So he's gone to the Cleveland Browns. So the Browns are shit for those Yep. We don't know a lot about NFL. They have traded up and up and up and up to get a first round pick, the first pick this draft, which means in subsequent drafts from now, they're going to be so far down the ladder that they won't be able to pick fucking anything mm. reasonable. So mm. I really hope it works out for them. That was not a guy that was on the first pick radar, <laughs> right. particularly as a quarterback. He has a lot of similarities to Johnny Manziel, who was the, one of their last uh wanted to be franchise quarterback, had a lot of issues off field with drugs and alcohol and and stuff like that. He's got his head up his ass a little bit, which is also something they share in common. (laughs) If this doesn't work out for them, that franchise is fucked for the next 10 years because they've literally traded all their picks away for this. They got the third or fourth round draft. They got a second round pick last year and they picked a quarterback. But this year they're in the top five. I think that's what I mean. They've got, they've gotten that and a a defensive player who I can't remember. But if this doesn't work out, out, out for them, they're in some deep yeah. shit. So I was surprised to see him go first. Like he was definitely top five, top six, um, but weird. Sam Darnold went to the Jets, who was another quarterback, Josh Allen, to the Bills. 
and Josh Rosen to the Cardinals. So that was like pretty much playing to script, essentially, if you've been following it in any way. Mm-hmm. You know, the, those teams needed quarterbacks and they got, you know, one of the best for, quote-unquote. Lamar Jackson, we spoke about last week with Russ. He was kind of convinced that he was going to go to the Patriots to sort of um, become Tom Brady's successor in some way. He went to the Ravens, which I think was a big surprise. And the Patriots did pick a quarterback, but someone reasonably unknown and the name escapes me. The man with one arm, Shaquem Griffin, who we spoke about last week, went to the Seahawks and now he's playing with his brother Shaquille or Shaquille. Yeah, how cool is that? Yeah, so it's a guy that's got one (coughs) arm. That's a great narrative. Does he have a prosthetic? No. He doesn't. The he position, just has one. Yeah, the position he plays, he, he rarely handles the ball. Interesting. So, but the fact yeah. that he ended up with his brother, such a sweet it's, story. It's nice. Yeah, mm. it is really nice. And Saquon Barkley, who was the running back, the star running back, um, has gone to the Giants, which is interesting because the Giants are also tipped to pick another quarterback because Eli Manning's getting quite old and someone to right. sort of under uh, like help him, help him yeah, yeah, and be the successor. But they went for a running back. So mm. thanks, to NFL Network. Like I said before, it's it's like an awesome thing to watch. But yeah. yeah. It was great to watch. I agree. And the, considering it's just a bloke standing out, it's like kids it's just in, people a, making in phone a playground yeah. going, I'll pick you. Who are you going to pick? And then <laughs> yeah. I'll pick that guy. And that sounds really boring and stupid. You just want to get that over with so we can no, play. It's exciting. But they did such an incredible production. The amount of bants that they did where they bring up people who were from a team and they're just like, hey, everybody, I hate everybody except for like Ravens people. So sucked in everybody who isn't a Ravens person. This is why Ravens are great. Yeah. And it was like, boo, boo. Just He's <laughs> like, hell no, I'm not doing my selection. These are all the five ways that were better than you. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Brilliant. Great television. Picants, what have you got? Um, I did NRL Hall of Fame. Yes. Yes. So I've been following it a little bit since you guys mentioned that there was no strict procedure against like how they yeah. chose those people. And then they did. So I watched last night the, well, what do you call it? Hall the, of Fame induction. The nomination. Nomination. Nominee ceremony. Of the top 25, and which mm-hmm. they'll pick uh, six. And then one. Immortal. Immortal. No. Of those six, I'm... Mm. Going to be an extra one, like a seventh person? I don't know. I don't think so. I think, I think it's really of those six. To a structure. I think it's of those six. So there were a bunch of people, and I'm not going to read out all of their names, but the guidelines were against endurance, mm-hmm. uh, leadership, and then the record for tests and origin. Cameron so, Smith's got to be right up there. Well, he's got to retire for five years. They're the other stipulation. Uh, so they have to, to yes, yeah, sorry. And they, they need to have played in Australia... But don't have to be Australian. Yes. All they right. have to have retired for five years. And there's also been like a hundred people that recently got put into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the, the team that, of the century got put Yeah, in. yeah. And so there were a lot of people I thought would be on the list that when I researched it, like when I looked it up as I was yeah. watching it, I was like, oh, wait a minute, they're already yeah. in. And I didn't really know that they were in. And yeah. it was so – and I'm not going to lie, um, a lot of these people played when I was like – yeah, not born yeah, or yeah. like super little or in yeah. high school and too busy, like trying to source alcohol to drink in the park and yeah, was not yeah. paying attention <laughs> to this. So a lot of it was like new names and I was just like listening and watching. So uh, Big T asked me to go through my top 10, but yeah. I, I sort of did different to that. And I went even further and I picked who I think the six will be. Oh, good. Not even, know. so this is like not even from the car park. This is like oh. I'm watching at home from my screen trying to, like, get the three from my couch and it's wow. not going to happen. Yeah. So it's super, super fast. So if you're listening to this and you're like, what is she talking about? I'm, I'm aware. I, at, I, I, at, at you, I know, like, I know from what I watched and I know from what I looked up and I know from, like, names that I'd sort of heard of before yeah. and I just sort of did it from there. So, so you can shout at her at Pat Picanti <laughs> on Twitter. Go <laughs> like, get amongst it. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Because a lot of the names I hadn't heard before um, and a lot of them I had and I sort of just went from that. So my first person that I was like, I put as I was writing them down, I put stars next to their names. So my first yeah. per- person was uh, 
Cliff Lyons. Cliffy Lyons, okay. Yeah, who I liked. He played for Manly, obviously. I wrote down. sounded a wider, that guy's name. He played yeah. He played uh, 332 games, 13 Origins. He got two Dalian medals and he retired at 38. So when I was looking at endurance, I was like he played for an extremely long amount of time and mm-hmm. a lot of there were a lot of other players who were saying that he had great things happening. So yeah. he's my first person. My second person Facial was... Facial hair as well, by the way. Yeah, well, it's an Sorry. excellent choice. My second person was Stacey Jones. Okay. Who... <laughs> Stacey Jones. <laughs> And I don't know if I was, like, excited about him because I follow uh, on Twitter a bunch of other New Zealand supporters and he played for New Zealand and they were getting excited. And then I was like, I'm excited about him as well. But he did play a lot. He was a golden boot winner. He played 46 test matches, which is huge. So I put him down. Uh, Stephen Asiva. Oh, yeah. Pet- mm. petrol, petrol seven cents petrol. a litre. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was actually like one of the names that I heard first that I was like, oh, I know that person yeah. and I've heard that he name. He definitely be up there for me. Yeah. And like I he's reckon, huge, yeah. right? So I was like, great, I'm putting him down. He um, played the most international matches for any Australian uh, for forwards. He also yeah. looks like the kind of guy who would like Homer hits his hammer <laughs> on the thumb and is like, oh. <laughs> That requires a tennis uh, Oh, that appears to be broken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fiddly dee. Oh, yeah, he's like amazing. He does not look like he would ever swear. No, no, no. He's he's great and he played, also he played 51 tests. Right. So I was, of, I mean, yeah. I was, a lot of this, I was like looking statistically. I was like, yeah, this is enough. what they I judge it on and I'm yeah, looking. Surely. And I mean, the people that are on the panel to choose it are like historians and yeah. and all these, like, so they, a lot of the people that are uh, sort of like voting for the top six actually don't have a great NRL history from right. what I understood. So. I was going I on that. I think they were NRL historians, but yeah, anyway, keep going. No, just, I don't think they were just like, like you know, just like, like random like, historians. Like, like, I thought they were like archaeologists. <laughs> yeah. it's a guy My specialty is Roman history. What's that guy's name? Which one? The guy from Jurassic Park. Uh, the, the archaeologist. Anyway, we've, yeah, but... it's not that guy. Great. Then I went Badiris, who played for oh, Newcastle. Yeah. Budsy. Yeah, I mean, he, like, looking at captaincy, he captained Australia. He captained New South Wales in the yeah, Origin. Yeah. He played a bunch of games. He was a Dalian winner. He had five different Dalians, but he was player player of the year oh. or whatever once. Twenty four tests, thirteen oranges. So oranges, <laughs> yeah. so many halftime. Oranges. He's eating so many oranges. He also he loved oranges. Now, he, he does. He's on the that Fox. panel now. Yeah. yeah, he's good. So anyway, yeah, but him and then I went Ricky Stewart. Good looking bloke as well. Yeah, yeah, sticky. Yeah, yeah, he was good and Stick mostly. Attack. He won Dalian Coach of the Year, so I was like, oh, that's captaincy and that's good. And he played 243 games. He didn't have that many tests. He only had nine. Mm. Nine tests Mm. and 13 origins. Yeah, so not that many. And then my last, because that was five, my last two I was like, I'm super, I'm not sure. So I'll just pick one now. I'm really sounded sure about any of them, but yeah, keep super not sure, yep. <laughs> this is like super not sure because I got to the end of the five and I was like, I don't know the other guys like a yeah. great deal. So I'm going to go with Steve Menzies. Who's the other one you're fighting against? Kevin Walters. Ooh. Yeah. No, it's got to be, I agree with you, the Beavers is excellent. Beavers up there. Yeah, so I went with him. He also had 13 orange, Origins. Origins. Oh, yes. right. What is going on? Maybe we should Origins. Oranges from now. 349 games, 13 test matches. Also, he... I think I also went for him because he had a lot of people, when they were, like, announcing them, a lot of people had no one that was speaking on their behalf. They weren't there speaking on their behalf. Yeah. No one spoke on their behalf. And this guy had, like, a few. So I was like, yeah. oh, he sounds he sounds good. So that's my super uninformed opinion on who the, uh, <laughs> I who feel the like Hall of Fame is going to be. I feel like people's are looking for oh, sure. hunch. Yeah, At least know. one. That's all you're giving me? I'm going, well, I'm least, going four. I Greg Alexander, if I was going to put any money, that guy's walking in. Incumbent. Well, Oh, he was like the first guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, um, the other thing I wanted to say about that was when are they going to do coaches? They were all players. I wanted to see um, yeah. Jack yeah. Gibson or someone get a 
Guernsey for... They were all um, players, but some of them were players that have then gone on to coach yeah. and or had coached in their in time the somewhere time, along yeah. the way, yeah. yeah. But I know what you mean. Okay. Ketchup. 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 Huh. I'm in way over my head. Um, yeah, so at the moment... After round eight, Quakers Tigers is on five. Mario's on five. Joe Tigers is also on five. In fact, everyone's on five pretty much. So, But they're winning after this round. And Miguel Sanchez is at the bottom <laughs> with Chapa. Twang Life. Surely Chapa is Chapa. below us. So. Yeah. so in total at the moment, though, we have Uncle Tim still on top. And he's even put a little picture of himself in there now looking super <laughs> faced. I'm still second. Mario Siegs is still third. And coming in seventh. And then last we have Chapo and Miguel Sanchez, second last. Oh, <laughs> well, that's garbage. Tigers. Okay, let's have a look at what's doing, though. Let's tip now. We have... Spoonies. Oh, round nine. We've got the Oons and the Horse Lodge, and that's up at Bris Vegas. What do we like? Horse Lodge. Yeah, Horse Lodge. Take the lodge too. How many are you taking it by? Twelve. Four. Eight. And, oh, that was... I oh, know it wasn't. Uh, and then at the Greasy Spoon, Four. we've got... Um, Sandy Castles versus uh, Athletes Foot. For those playing at home, that's a 50% on the app too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Sandy Castles. I'm going South. Yeah, well, obviously you would. Okay, and then... What did you know? Oh, I'm doing Sandy Castles. Yeah, me too. And then um, we've got T'Challa versus the Cows, and that's at Carrington Park. Oh, that's in Bathurst. That's Bathurst, at the big, yeah. the big circle. Black Panthers. <laughs> um, T'Challa, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And then... Um, Oh, are you also tipping as well, Face? Oh, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just and then on Saturday. What kind of algorithm have you got over there, Chief? He's <laughs> <laughs> just listening to us and doing what we're not doing. <laughs> on Saturday, it's the Clap versus the Shitans, and that's at Old Pal- old Premiership House. Clap. Clap. Yeah, I'm also clapping over here. The Circus versus your Mighty West Tigers, and that's at Mount Smartmouth Stadium. WTIG. And uh, I've got oh. to tip those fuckers, but... Yeah, I mean, I I'm going to go the circus. Yeah, yeah fair and enough. I would if I wasn't a fan. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. The next one. I mean, the Old Gill versus Paramatasala, and that's at Whiteout Park. I think Paramatasala. Do you? Yep. You reckon mm. the Old Gill's on the up and up? I mean, sorry, Paramatasala's on the up and up. Paramatasala's on the up and up. I'm... There's got to be an upset, yeah, right? That's feeling it now. No, no, no. Shut up, mate. <laughs> I'm going to go Paramatasala. Yes. Oh, another upset. Oh, that Gill game was the worst one I watched. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, and they a, do have it's not a real win. Oh, it was shit. Mm. Sunday, we've got the Commies versus Storms. That's going to be the game of the round. And that's at uh, Jubilee Oval. I got Storm. That, yeah. Oh, it's the Euros bin. How could I forget <laughs> that one? That's almost 50-50 as well. Yeah. That's close. You went Storms over yeah. Commies. Yeah. No, I'm going Commies. commies. We keep, yeah. Uh, at the moment, I'm going Storms, and I'm going to change my tip possibly later. <laughs> Take that face. And then <laughs> and then the last game of the round at the foam neck brace, we have the Chicken Chow Money versus Dirty Birds. Oh, it's the the Birdie Cup, the Feather the feather, <laughs> the feather Shield. The feather cup. <laughs> <laughs> Aviary Cup. Uh, chicken Chow Money. Everybody is yeah, on Chicken Chow. They've got chow 91. Jeez sure. Louise. It's got to be. Cool. And as those submit, Picards, you got your end of the, you're at the end of your second one. Two games down. You did it. Oh, yay. Thank you. Congratulations. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, you're good. Missing us already? Then get involved with us through socials. You can find the doc. Oh, you can find Picanti <gasps> at. Pat Picanti. Or Miguel at. Ash Riviera. 
Oh, me at the biggest tiger. Find the pod on Facebook. Give us a share and review at Sports BFFs. You can also find the pod on Instagram and Twitter through at Sports BFFs, where we encourage questions, comments, and of course, if you want any, if you want any audio engineering done, get around Mercho through our socials. Want any visual design work done, like our super rad logo? Our mate Anna does excellent watercolour illustration scams and storyboards. You can find her at strongpencil.com. And if you want any NRL tipping advice for s- somehow, <laughs> you can also contact at uncle Tim that. underscore uncle. No, uncle, uncle underscore Tim. Uncle with a K. <laughs> Please don't forget to subscribe. I want that one. <laughs> I want that one. Please don't forget to subscribe and review us on iTunes because the Apple robots love that one. <laughs> love that one. Talk to you then, sports <laughs> best friends. <laughs>